0: Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk, and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC and our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. Hello, welcome to the Hustle Class podcast. It is your boy Jermaine, and I'm back at it again with another one. It has been about three weeks to four, um, to almost a month, I guess. And, um, yeah, I've been MIA. Um, I was going through a lot, um, you know, just personally, um, and I also had a moment where I realized that I was spending so much time in the stock market and not enough time in life around me, and so I sort of changed my investment strategy and sort of, like, my mentality when it comes to the market, Um, so, you know, I kind of backed away from it in a sense where I have, like, a more passive approach now, so I'm not that engaged in, in options because, um, the strategies I was using in options kind of involved some handholding with my stocks, so I had to keep my eyes on my stocks or potential opportunities for plays during the day. But now, I'm focused more on just um, enjoying the life around me and just pick, still picking good uh, companies to invest in and still getting great positions and great entries and building wealth um in that regard. But I've also decided, you know, to spend some more time um, you know, loving the life around me. Um, honestly that's what makes me happy. And so, you know, I, I realized that I had as well as the personal stuff I was going through and like family stuff, I also realized that I had certain voids and um, you know, um, a lot of time was being dedicated to, you know, getting money. And sometimes when you do that you kind of forget why you're doing it or the purpose of it. Um and, you know, for me, um, investment and wealth is all about time. The more money I have invested and the more wealth I have, um, the more, the less I have to actually work, um, or exchange my time for money. Um, so right now, right. A lot of us are in situations where we have jobs that are necessarily not our passions or things that we might be doing just to get to a bag. Right. Um, but the thing is, um, you know, once we, you know, achieve those things, we lose our time because, you know, nine to five, you're trading nine to five for a check. Um, right, 40 hours a week for a check, but the more that you invest in them, the more that you build wealth for yourself and have these assets that pay you, it opens up your time, you know, if you have a certain amount invested and you take that as, you know, let's say you have $50,000 invested and that pays you an annual dividend of $10,000, right, so that $10,000 is going to be money that you don't necessarily right? You don't necessarily have to work for because that's going to be money that's given to you residually through dividends or something like that. So that's just a small example of how your time can be paid for and you don't have to exchange time for money. Um, So, you know, and I was giving a lot of my time to the market, which, I mean, is an investment, but still it's kind of like the mentality behind things. I was still giving a lot of my time to the market, so I was giving all of myself to work. I was giving all of myself to the market. Like I said, I was getting into NFTs. I was giving all of myself to my research and my learning and being in all these different spaces. And I wasn't taking enough time to really enjoy life and to just um, experience life as it is where I'm at, um, because, you know, time is something you can't get back. Right. So, um, had this whole philosophical journey and, you know, um, I had to take a step back from social media, the podcast, things of that nature. Um, but now I'm back. I'm, I'm rejuvenated. I'm rehydrated. So I'm definitely going to come with um, with all of the vibes, with all of the energy, with all the knowledge. Um, and we're just going to exchange information. And I want uh, this podcast is really designed. Um, it was designed just for game, you know, just education so that you could stay abreast with what was going on in the world, um, you know, as a young person, you know, Gen Z or, or, or um, you know, millennial just to keep abreast with kind of technological trends and how things are changing in the money world and how we can hustle together so that we can, you know, make um, make for a wealthy life. Um, but I feel like um, a lot of this is also you guys kind of just or you all just going on a journey with me through life. And just, um, you know, seeing how kind of, like, I'm taking things and how I'm processing information. And, you know, I'm giving free game, too. So you you can take that and apply it to your life as well. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that y'all you are on this journey with me. And um, I appreciate you for holding it down and sticking with me even in times when, you know, I do get drained and I do have to take um, several steps back. I, I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm going to start just by, you know, going through, um, you know some of the some of the lyrics um I know that I was talking about lyrics that I um lyrics that I hear in songs that sort of inspire my hustle and inspire the drive um and so I wanted to go through another song and um you know kind of uh, see what I could do um to teach y'all or not to teach y'all but just to give y'all um, information from the song and see how y'all digest it um you know, so right now I'm looking at Nipsey Hustle, Right Hand of God, um, and that's a song that I was able to shuffle onto. And the words that um, I'm gonna leave with you are, you know, moving forward with speed. All your morals will leave. Only focus on cheese. Now the forest is trees. Got infected with greed. Distort what you see. Your worst nightmare to need is justify your means. So over here, we can see that the most the most, I guess, plain um, thing that he says in it, because it's a very, you know, philosophical, like, you know, subliminal message here is the god infected with greed. Distort what you see. Right. And I feel like um, I feel like that in part is something I can relate to based on what I was talking about earlier. I mean, the desire to level up, the desire to build wealth, the desire to accumulate and you know boss up um led to this sort of mentality which rendered me you know it, it just rendered me a little selfish in terms of my energy and my time because you know I have people I don't necessarily have like kids and stuff like that but I have people who depend on me and people who need me and you know people who you know I need to communicate with and people who I need to catch up with and have conversations with and build with um but you know just chasing that paper chasing that bag um, non stop is not healthy for me um, and it's not healthy for those relationships, right? Because what we know is sometimes relationships, or a lot of times in this world, relationships can get you places money can't. Um, so you also have to hustle relationships the same way you hustle for a bag. Because when you hustle relationships, the bag comes. I mean, you get you, you become a person who ends up in the right place at the right time with the right people. And, you know, one thing leads to another. Now you got a bag. Now you got a job. Now you got a collaboration. Now you've got a strong network. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, but, you know, when you think in a small mind, which is like paper, 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 you know, money, 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 you know, that could distort what you see. You know, That's that's the infection of greed that distorts what you see, as Nipsey said, right? So um, I, I can really relate to this point and I feel like it just resonates with me so much. And I, I really like that I've read this now because, you know, I've 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 released I've released the 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 greed. And also um, there's this thing. Right. And I'm going to talk about it on one of these uh, episodes. But, um, you know, when you have a greedy mindset, you're not really thinking about abundance. So what we know is that the energy that we create is energy that we attract. Right. So. If I'm over here thinking from a greed mindset, right? Greed, greed is truly born out of scarcity or the fear of scarcity, and then it manifests itself as greed as time progresses, or it could even manifest itself as greed that early. But it's it's a, greed is a scarcity mindset and not an abundance mindset because with an abundance mindset, there's no need for more because more is just what it is. It's abundant. Um, so, you know, the difference between scarcity, greed, and abundance, um, I feel like it's something that's very valid and important, so I want you all to make sure that, you know, you're you're practicing that abundance and not that greed, you know, um, so, yeah, that's just that in a nutshell, um, now that I've talked about all that, you know what I'm saying, a lot of, uh, intro stuff, um, let's start talking bag talk, so, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of research, um, and, you know, I want to say right now, or last... You know, when I wasn't on the podcast and, you know, time was going by, the market was pretty red. I know we talked about some of the red days and how you could accumulate positions just by um, buying when it's red, because when you start building those positions, I mean, the green days are sure to come, right? Especially if you have the right companies. Um, so, you know, just thinking about researching the right companies so that when those red days come, you know exactly what you're looking to buy on sale and you make sure you make that sale happen. So that's something that's very important, and very valid um you know so i'm hoping that that's what y'all did in that time but um i did a lot of research and um three of the companies that i'm really really looking at um based on my research um marathon group so marathon um um i forget what their full name is but i think it's just marathon technology or marathon blockchain um but their ticker is mara right they're they're crypto crypto uh, Bitcoin miners, but crypto They're a crypto company, but they're Bitcoin miners um, at the bare minimum. Right. So that's Marathon. Then there's um, Disney, D.I.S. And then my last one will be Microsoft, which I think is um, MSFT. Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but you know, I I rarely am, but I'll say it's MSFT. Yeah. That's Microsoft corporation. That's another one that I really like. Um, and I'm going to give you the reasons why I like all three of these companies. Um, and then, you know, you could do your due diligence and, you know, do your research, consult with your financial advisor, and then you can, um, you know, reach out to me with any questions that you might have, or you can consult. Um, you know, I'm still doing consultations, um, kind of off social media with the consultations, but you can still always hit me up on a one-on-one basis so we can talk it up and chat it up. Um, so I will start with, let me start with Disney. I'm going to start with Disney. Then I'm going to go to Microsoft and then I'm going to go to Marathon. I'll just go in that order. So... When it comes to Disney, um, the reason why I really like them, one, is because I think they're a very futuristic company. Um, People might say, how? Disney's been around forever. Well, we know that Disney brought in streaming, and streaming kind of took them to all-time highs in a pandemic where, you know, the resorts just wasn't doing the job. And, you know, Disney on ice, certain tours weren't doing the job, right? Certain, um, You know, COVID shook a lot up, and Disney was still eating more than a lot of other companies, so... You know, now that the resorts and things are about to open, people are going to start being in more collaborative spaces when it comes to making Disney content, Um, and they're just kind of getting at the beginning of that streaming, of the streaming world. I think Disney has a lot of potential. Um, You know, it could be a head honcho, and they also, um, I think, are in control of ESPN. And if you know, sports are going crazy, right? Especially when sports betting and things become more illegal, and you know, people start taking it as a money grab, they're also going to be more invested into sports and things like ESPN, right? Um, you know, fans going to start heading to the stadiums and stuff like that. People are going to start watching stuff more on TV. I mean, I just feel like Disney's overall great, right? And so that's why I have Disney as my first company I'm really looking at, um, over the next, over the course of the next month. Um, right now, right? Disney is at a place where I guess, um, it is at a pretty high price, um, relatively speaking. I mean, it's at 187 but the high that it had um is 202 um and i feel like i mean it's going to be there relatively sooner than later um i like to load up where it's at right now because it's sitting at something called the 50 ema and the 50 ema is a moving average right and stocks sort of like um if you remember um you know when 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 you're in, when we were in like school right like let's say high school and middle school we used to have these you know um we used to do Means, modes, averages, means—all you know—I said means again, but you get kind of get the picture, right? We were having all these things in math, which had to do with averaging, or even when you get the grades in a class, you'd have an average grade. Even on Blackboard today, right? When you look at your class grades, you have an average, just to let you know where you where you stand in regards to where everybody else is. So what these moving averages do is they basically give you an average of the stock's position. And you know, chances are the stock is always, if they're performing well, they're always going to stay above average. So when it falls down to that 50, that 50 day moving average, which is over the last 50 days, what is the average price? And it points it out and it draws it out as a line over the course of the price day by day and if it's in if the stock is performing well it is probably going to stay above that moving average. So right now it's sitting at that 50 moving average on the daily time frame and um, you know I really I really like that about it and so I'm really interested in Disney because you know I don't see it really going that much lower before it goes up even though you know it's still you know it still hasn't um You know had the opportunity to be as great as it was pre-pandemic but i still have a lot of faith in disney right now um to say the least so i really like disney the second one i said i was going to talk about is microsoft and um microsoft is one of those companies that i was gonna get but like i said i was going through a lot so i i didn't deposit my money into my account and i didn't have buying power so once microsoft took off like a rocket i was not present um i would have bought it at an average of about 235 and right now it'd be 25 dollars in profit per share um, which would be lit but it's okay because what goes up is probably going to come down right um if i'm looking at my charts so um microsoft was another company that was also sitting at that 50 ma and then took off that's why i feel like Disney's going to take off relatively soon um price action wise but yeah um microsoft so the conversation about that is microsoft just um acquired a healthcare company and you know the vision behind it is that you know now that microsoft has acquired this health tech company um, once they start implementing it into hospitals to make them run 15 percent more efficient um that might be really good for their stock. Microsoft also is getting into the virtual reality space and spatial reality, which is going to be extremely big with NFTs. So, you know, we've talked about NFTs and NBA Top shop and things of that nature, right? So the potential of NFTs is, you know, remarkable. I mean, it's it's to the moon. Like you could literally, you know, how I see NFTs in the future is you wearing um, you know, kind of how everybody wears glasses today, you have an augmented reality um glass or a spatial reality glass, you know, Probably like a Microsoft, um, you know, glass of sorts, and you can see things that aren't really there. So whether you're, you know, kind of like Pokemon Go, how you can see stuff on your phone that might not be there, even like um like an Instagram filter where you can like see something on your phone that isn't there. Um, it'll be the same with your glasses where you'll be able to see things that aren't really there, right? Spatial reality. But the thing about NFTs is the things that you'll be able to see in the in the reality are going to be owned by people the same way. You know, anything I see with my eyes outside is owned unless it's like, you know, like a tree or like, you know, grass or something like that. But if I see a car outside, it's owned by somebody. Right. So the same way if I, you know, um, if I see if I see a car that I could tell is spatial and isn't real, it's going to be owned by somebody. That's where NFTs are going to come into play, because that's going to be the token of ownership to let sort of like, you know, the verification of ownership in that spatial realm. Um, that That's currently where it's as it stands. It's currently what it's going to look like. So with NFTs booming and Microsoft going into that virtual space, um, their stock is performing really well. And also thinking about the new acquisition, their stock is performing really well. I would like to see Microsoft purchase Discord. That would be really cool. So we can see the stock do even better. But I really like Microsoft overall as a stock and, you know, Bill Gates as a CEO. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see if that comes back down in a, in, in a more healthy buying range for us to load up on. I'm hoping that it comes back down to the 230 region, but even 240 is good enough for me. I'll load up. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about, like I said, was Marathon Group, um, or now they're called Marathon Digital Holdings, right? I, I was following this stock since it was like $2, right? Now it's at, um, $45, um, and what I would like to say about this is, um, you know, a lot of people kind of missed it. If you didn't catch it on the podcast and, you know, talked to an advisor and made that purchase, you kind of felt like you were late because, you know, a lot of us were able to get in at two or three dollars. But I mean, if you are looking at it now, you're like forty five dollars. What? I'm overbuying. I'm overpaying for it. The truth is you're not really because the plan behind Marathon Group is and I did some research this weekend. So first things first, let's talk about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is at all time highs, right? And people think the all-time highs are going to stop relatively soon. I personally think Bitcoin could hit $100,000, if not by the end of the year, by early 2022. Um, The reason why I believe this is because Bitcoin goes through this thing called halving, right? So every four years, the amount of Bitcoin you can actually mine um, in a given day halves every four years. So basically every four years, Bitcoin truly becomes more scarce or harder to get. Every time this halving happens, if you look at a logarithmic chart, Bitcoin tends to trend upward for a period amount of time. In my calculation, after the 2012 halving, Bitcoin went up for a total of 12 months before it cooled off. And then, the, after you know, four years, you know, another halve happened, and then Bitcoin trended up for 18 months within that four years. And then, once that four years happened again which is the most recent one, 2020, because it was 2012, 2012, 2016, then 2020, right, and so we just had another halving in May 2020, and when that have happened, Bitcoin has been going up for a consecutive 10 months, so based on my prediction, based on, you know, logarithmic analysis and, you know, averaging and things like that, I predict Bitcoin to continue to go up um, for, for a total of 24 to 28 months. Um, so right now it's in month 10. I think Bitcoin's going to go up for another 14 months, meaning it'll go keep going up well in, you know, pretty close to 2022 and maybe even a little into 2022. Um, just looking at the logarithmic scale and the understanding of how it halves. Once that 24, no, once that 24 to 28 month period is over, then I see Bitcoin drawing back down to, you know, a lower level. Um, you know, but I mean, who knows what that lower level will be that it falls to. It could fall all the way back to 50. It could be so high. It could be 200K It might fall down to 100K. I don't know. But knowing that, um, based on my analysis, we're on month 10 of a 24 month run. I'm loading up. So that's just what I'm doing. Um, Like always, consult with a financial advisor. I don't know if people can consult with financial advisors about Bitcoin yet, but please ask your financial advisor about it. And I hope they have the gems and the tools to be able to give you the info you need. So with the knowledge that Bitcoin is going to increase, right, over the course of time, like I'm saying it might hit 100K by 2022, maybe more than 100K, right? And you knowing that in 2024, it's gonna go through another halving, which is gonna make it even more scarce, bringing more value to it, right? A company like Marathon Group that mines Bitcoin, it's probably i think it's the biggest miner of Bitcoin right now. It's like, oh, it's a no-brainer, right? Now, where I see Marathon Group becoming even more lethal is the fact that they plan on increasing their um, their amount of um, Bitcoin mining tools. So right now, the tools that they have available to them, they can only mine a certain amount. And I think they're trying to like five, like five to 10x that amount um, by 2022. So they're going to be mining at an even faster rate. And so with them mining Bitcoin at a faster rate, that means they're going to be holding most of the Bitcoin in the world, right? So Marathon is going to be holding most of the Bitcoin in the world. They're going to keep doing it at a rapid rate. And Bitcoin itself is going to go up in value because come 2024, 2022, when Marathon gets their tools, because their tools are being made for them now, the mining tools. They're going to receive that in 2022. And then Bitcoin is actually going to get halved in 2024. So over the next five years, Marathon is going to go through tremendous growth. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. I see it already. So I'm gung-ho on it. Um But man, Marathon is going to go wild because I mean, to mine that much Bitcoin and for Bitcoin to go that high in value just based on scarcity alone is ridiculous. I mean, right right now right today as we speak coinbase ipo'd right it was supposed to ipo at 250 dollars it actually got in on the market i think around 350 and the highest it went for today was like 425 and that's coinbase coinbase is a platform that serves as sort of like a bank which people can transact crypto on right but who owns the crypto who owns most of the world's crypto a lot of the world's crypto is owned by marathon group well if you're talking companies that own Bitcoin, Marathon Group is up there, um, so, you know, or Marathon Digital Holdings is up there, so, with that being said, I mean, the potential is, like, I mean, if, if the transaction people, right, IPO'd at 450, and the company that actually grabs those coins, right, mines those coins is at 50, I don't see why the potential for it isn't a 10x potential, right so uh, i'm really interested in marathon um i think i'm gonna be loading up and so that's why i saved it for last because it was just quite intriguing to really understand how the halving of bitcoin works and how the logarithmics work of it because when i found out that bitcoin halved i tried to go and find old bitcoin price information but the tools i used didn't have them but luckily i was able to find an article that gave me the exact look on the having and you know you sometimes you can't tell how things happen just looking at basic numbers. You have to look at things on a scale that scales movement to a metric that matches the, the price action better. If I was to show, you know, that having with a regular chart from zero to $100,000, it wouldn't give me the consistencies that looking at a logarithmic chart was able to give me to help me understand how having and price action with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin works. I know I said a mouthful. I know it might be hard to digest, but Once again, the three companies I was talking about, Disney, Microsoft, Marathon Digital Holdings, and that's bars for you, you know, on your head top. And, you know, you want to make sure that whenever you're getting these stocks, you're trying to get them at reasonable prices. Like I said, consult with a financial advisor, use your analysis tools. Um, But ain't no point in rushing into positions to not for the fear of missing out. Right. Because if you FOMO is your way chances are you're going to overbuy, you're going to overshoot, you're going to pay too much for something you shouldn't pay too much for, and you're going to be sick. So, you know, even Marathon, right? All the stuff I'm talking about Marathon right now, if I had had the same conversation last week and you went ahead and bought it, you would have bought it at 56. Right now it's at 42. You'd be like, dang, Jermaine, I lost $14. First things first, you didn't consult with your financial advisor. Second thing second, where was your analysis, right? I said it's a, you know, it's a great company. I'm I'm giving you gems, I'm giving you education, but that's not quite telling you when you should buy it or when you shouldn't buy it, right? Do your own due diligence, do your own research, have those conversations you really need to have to make sure it's a good decision to make. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, that's all I really have for today. Um, you know, it's first day back, so bear with me. Um, I'm hoping that I could come back with more gems next week. Um, you know, keep dropping these on a cool Wednesday or Thursday if you know I record at like 12 a.m or 1 a.m or whatever. Um, But I appreciate everybody tuning in. I really do. um, Keep rocking with me. We're going to keep getting to this bag. We're going to keep hustling. You know, we're going to hustle. We're going to execute. We're going to grind. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make something shake. And we're also going to focus on our mental, also going to focus on our spiritual, our emotional, our psychological, and our physical. So just make sure you're good all around because, you know, what good is the money if, you know what I'm saying, you're not good. So that's going to be the main focus. Um, I appreciate everybody again for listening. And we'll talk again next week. All right, peace.